morning, everybody. We are the Lake Norman Catholic Guys. Broadcasting from beautiful Lake Norman, North Carolina. With your hosts, Paul Bartman and Sal Marino. Today's podcast topic is, Are the Seven Sacraments Biblical? Where can we find them in the Bible? I think, Paul, this one's going to be a, a pretty interesting conversation that we uh, tackled this week. I think one of the biggest obstacles Catholics have about their faith is the correlation between the sacraments and the Bible. It right. becomes a bit, a, a bit hazy for them. Um, when confronted, I think most Catholics can uh, decipher where in the Bible their sacraments are, are recited or come from. Right, and, and I think in this time of days with social media and uh, people questioning um, Christianity and our faith, they'll come back and go, really, are these real? Yeah. Are these real sacraments? Where did they come from? Are they made up? Um, and so um, this topic we're going to kind of cover um, that, yes, they, yeah. they, they, they're, they're real. They came from Jesus. Every uh, sacrament is biblical. And, in the, and, and they're all biblical. Yeah, and, and obviously teaching uh, t uh, the kids that we have today, you want them to be able to be armed with the knowledge to go out and pr profess their faith. Uh, how can you be an evangelist? If you don't know where the sacraments uh, foundation began, yes. So I, I think it's extremely important we talk about that topic. Yeah. So um, I don't think there's any any argument that um, baptism and and the Eucharist is covered in the Bible. I think that's <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> everybody knows baptism that, right? Is, is probably the most discussed sacrament uh, referenced in the Bible. I mean, baptism was considered the first and foundational sacrament of the early church. Uh, references can be uh, found throughout the New Testament. I mean, even look at our faith. Um, we typically take, uh, we, on we only recognize one baptism, correct? And typically, right. if you've been baptized in another Christian denomination, we take that as, as a baptismal for it, our faith. It, exactly. And so, so if you look at the Bible, um, Christ... Um, was baptized by John ba John the Baptist in the River Jordan. Yep, absolutely. And, and here, when you look at from the biblical standpoints, we have the Gospels. Matthew 3, uh, verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water. Then heaven was opened up, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down like a dove and lightning, uh, lighting on him. So that uh, is a great reference to the baptism. Uh, Matthew 28, go then to all peoples everywhere and make them my dis disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's the key element uh, when, when baptizing a child is 
obviously baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when you're looking at that aspect of um, where it does come in the Bible, there, those two, uh, Matthew and Mark, um, give you some great, great uh, scriptures. And Mark says, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So that, that is another uh, great Ref scripture. Great reference to yep. it, right? Um, and then, you know, the other one, the other sacrament is the Eucharist. Correct. So the Eucharist was clearly established at the Last Supper uh, as recounted uh, in Matthew. So Matthew obviously recounts, um, while you were eating, Jesus took a piece of bread, gave a prayer of thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, t said, take it and eat it. He said, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks to God, and gave it to them. Drink it, all of you, he said. This is my blood, which seals God's covenant. My blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink this wine until the day I drink the new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. So, obviously, the Eucharist comes from the Last Supper. That's where we uh, know. And, and he gave that gift to us to do, not as a symbol, but take this, all of you. This is my body. So, again... That is a scriptural-based uh, sacrament, uh, which we see uh, in the Bible. Right, and, and, and if you look at the Sermon on the Mount and his comment to the people that, you know, they'll, they'll be eating his body and blood, they were like, what? And they didn't understand at the time, so he lost a number of followers because of that. Yep, that was, that was at the Sermon on the Mount, yeah, when he said, uh, only those who eat my blood or, and drink my, uh, eat my sorry, flesh and drink my blood, shall have eternal life in them. And that's the thing. The, I think Protestants and some of the other faiths that don't practice the Eucharist um, see that as cannibalism. Right. right. And he wasn't being literal in, in that sense when he, in fact, was very literal. Yeah, it's not a symbol. No, it's not a symbol. And uh, that is um, something that all Catholics need to, to understand that uh, the Eucharist is not a uh, symbol. It is the actual body and blood of Christ, uh, of Jesus. And, and Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, um, even Paul went back and he's explaining the whole uh, proper understanding of the Eucharist to yep. the church. So even Paul, be, you know, beyond the gospel, covers uh, the meaning of the Eucharist in yep. that sacrament. Yep, uh, Acts 2.42, they spent their time in learning from the apostles, taking part in the fellowship and sharing in the fellowship meals and prayers. So the apostle, and then this is where uh, also every time the apostles met, and Paul and I have discussed this in class, um, they had to do it in secret. Um, and every time they met, they practiced uh, and obviously took part in the uh, breaking of bread and eating and drinking of the body and blood of Christ. Um, the next ones aren't as well known in terms of the sacraments. Um, so the first one would be um, reconciliation or confession, yep. right? And so um, in the early church, in the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, you read about how St. Peter were forgiving others um, in, in the presence of, of Christ. Yep. So in the Corinthians, it, it talks about Peter forgiving others and I know Jesus on many times occasions told his apostles 
that they must forgive. Yeah, and that's, as Catholics, we understand that it was Jesus that gave the authority to forgive sins to the apostles. We believe his, uh, this authority has been passed down through bishops and priests to the present day as part of the power to bind and loosen. Right. He told his, his apostles, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven then. Yep. If you retain the sin of any, they are retained. Yep. So that's taken right from the Bible. Yep. And Matthew 16, verse 1, I will give you the keys of kingdom, kingdom of heaven. When you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in, in heaven. And what you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So again, so you have Matthew, you also have John, as you just discussed, um, discussing the, uh, the rights given to the apostles, which are, again, the bishops, passed down to the priests, and we, we do that on a regular basis. And, and um, if you've been watching The Chosen, which I love that series, um, one of the episodes, uh, Mary Magdalene kind of reverts back to her previous lifestyle and goes back in for gambling and sinning. And uh, Jesus sends um, Matthew and Simon, who weren't getting along, to find her. So he purposely sent the two of them to reconcile themselves yep. um, to figure things out. And they brought her back. And Jesus is in, in, in the camp, in the tent, and she falls to her knees and says, forgive me. And he says, you are forgiven. Um, you are a, a child of God. And, but she said, I am not worthy. And he said, you know, all people who believe in me are worthy. And so in a way, he was giving reconciliation to, to her. To her, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and she was... Uh, uh, he gave her absolution, and and um, you know, she was looking for his forgiveness, and she yep. goes, "But I'll do it over and over again." And he's like, "But you know, we all will." Yep, and and again, uh, the act of Pentecost, and this is where when Jesus uh, breathed upon them, giving them the authority to uh, to listen to those sins, take those sins on, uh, and forgive them, and and that it's important to understand this is a key component of our uh, faith is to be able to go and uh, receive absolution of your sins to help you take down that wall that you built up uh, by committing those sins and to free you of that uh, weight uh, that we all put upon ourselves when we uh, commit sin. Uh, we don't think we're worthy of, of Jesus' love. And as he would tell you, is there a sin so great that Jesus, uh, that God cannot forgive? So we have to keep that in mind. He died on the cross to forgive us of all sins. Right. So. Perfect. The next one, uh, next sacrament moving uh, to the next one is confirmation. Yep. So the first mention the, uh, the completion of baptism by coming of the Holy Spirit is the account of Pentecost in Acts 2 and Acts uh, 19, 3 through 6. It makes it clear that baptism and confirmation are two separate sacramental signs. Uh, in Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse uh, 2, baptism and laying of uh, on hands, confirmation, are seen as separate as well. Other scripture references uh, referencing uh, confirmation include uh, John uh, 14, 16, Acts 8, uh, 14. We just did a, a uh, podcast recently on confirmation. Right. And the breakdown of it. Uh, so obviously confirmation um, comes from Pentecost when uh, the Holy Spirit um, uh, breathed upon 
the apostles, the which was symbolized by the uh, uh, flaming tongue, uh, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, to give them uh, the ability uh, to go out and speak in multiple tongues, give them the knowledge, wisdom to um, obviously um, gift upon uh, the followers the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that's a poor one. Um, and the first act, which we talked about uh, in the podcast, was uh, the first uh, confirmation. Um, and it was basically uh, when Peter uh, was sent to Samaria based upon uh, hearing their um, faith. Uh, and when he came upon the people, he laid his hands on the Samaritans and uh, gifted them the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is the first uh, act of confirmation. Uh, outside of obviously Pentecost, right? So interesting when you when you think about that, uh, and that's uh, the gift of confirmation is truly the beginning of your your journey as an adult into the Catholic faith. Right, we're all evangelists, right? Yep. And, and we are soldiers of Christ. And that that I think that is one of the most uh, obviously not most important, but it's it's a uh, a cel- uh, sacrament that we need to embrace more uh, willingly, willingly, openly, and to uh, take heed of all well, the gifts. It, it, it's one of the top ones if you think about it. Because think how many people gave their lives, how many martyrs, yeah, and, at the t- and at the uh, yeah, as as ex- I think except for John, uh, gave their life, and it wasn't like a, a, an easy; it was brutal. No. And and th- at the time, if you think about it, he, Jesus didn't tell them what was going to happen to them. No, and and uh, I, I we we had this. Uh, conversation with um, what happened to the apostles. They were all obviously all martyred. Um, and could they honestly do that without the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Probably not. No. I, I, I don't think They need to be fortification and wisdom and knowledge, right? No. All yeah, that. Yeah, because I think um, they, the average man would not take upon that cross and evangelize uh, for Jesus Christ because they'd be too timid, too scared um, to do such a uh, monumental task. Um, the next um, sacrament that we'll be covering are holy orders. Yeah, so holy orders. Um, Catholics have always uh, believed that Jesus instituted the sacraments of holy orders at the Last uh, Supper when he commissioned his apostles by saying, do this in uh, remembrance of me. Uh, in the rest of the New Testament, we can see the pattern of passing down this authority and responsibility. Some of the passages that relate to holy orders are um, Acts Six, uh, chapter 6, verse uh, 3. Um, Timothy uh, 1, the elders who do w- good work as leaders should be considered worthy of receiving double pay, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, do not muzzle an ox when you are using it to uh, thresh uh, grain, and workers should be given their pay. Um, we have Luke tw- uh, chapter 22. Then he took a piece of the bread, gave thanks to God, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body. Uh, which is given to you, and do this in memory of me. Again, this was uh, a command for uh, the apostles uh, to evangelize. So while they were also, Acts 13, while they were serving the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said to them, set apart me for, for me, Barnabas and Saul, to do the work to which I have called them. They fasted and prayed, placed their hands on them, and sent them off. So again, holy orders is the sacramental work of the gift of God for your bishops, deacons, and priests. And without them, the uh, church obviously uh, would not ch- operate. Yeah, would not um, be around as we know it today. Wow. 
All right. Um, the next one is matrimony. Matrimony. And if you've been to any Catholic weddings, you've probably <laughs> you've probably heard all of the different readings. Absolutely. And, and then I think, um, well, obviously, when you look at um, a matrimony, Jesus' first miracle was performed where? Cana. Cana, the wedding at Cana, uh, which indicated the extreme importance of marriage. Uh, through both the Old and New Testament, the relationship between God and his people is often described in marital terms. In the New Testament, some of the scriptures that show matrimony to be a sign of Christ in the church as well as special bonds between man and woman are Matthew chapter 19, uh, Ephesians 5, uh, chapter 5, 31 through 32. Uh, so the unity of sacrament is both clearly presented as a part of the mystery of faith. That's not surprising since the Latin word for mystery is sometimes translated sacramentum and eastern christians will continue to call sacraments the mysteries so knowing where the sacraments in, uh, originate in scripture paul however enables us to enter in these mysteries more completely and unite ourselves more fully with our lord so i think it's important uh, that we understand how the sacraments bring us closer to god bring us in harmony with god and the gifts of grace right yep he gives us the, the gifts through the sacraments. Yep. And we break down the sacraments just uh, uh, so I understand. We break it down into uh, to three categories. The sacraments of in initiation, uh, which covers your uh, baptism, Eucharist, and confirmation. Uh, the uh, sacraments of service or holy orders and um, matrimony. And the sacraments of healing, which is penance and anointing of the sick. So, and actually, we did. Did we discuss anointing of the sick? We missed the joke. We know that oh. was going to be the next one. Oh, that, we got one left. So oh, yes, and so if you think about it, Christ Himself, his uh, whole his ministry, ministry was was was, was healing the sick. sick. You know, lepers. You yep. know, when when he uh, healed the lepers, or when people were brought to him, yep. And and that was, you know, people were asking, you know, the blind. He he helped the blind. Yep. Um. So when you look at the actual scripture uh, reference to uh, anointing of the six, James chapter 5, uh, 13 through 15, are any among you in trouble? They should pray. Are any among you happy? They should sing praises. Are any um, uh, among you sick? They should send for the church elders who will pray for them and rub olive oil on them in the name of the Lord. This prayer made in faith will heal the sick the Lord will restore them to health, and the sins they have committed will be forgiven. There lies anointing of the sick. And we just, I think, a couple weeks ago had this gospel here at church, uh, the Gospel of Mark, where you read where Christ sent out his followers and pairs, his disciples. Um, and they anointed uh, with oil many of the sick, you know, to your point, Sal. So we, this was just covered a few weeks ago. Yep. So, um, again, with, with that being said, um, when you look at every, each and every uh, sacrament, con um, Catholics should feel confident in discussing uh, the biblical uh, importance of each of the sacraments and where they can find them. Uh, and as I mentioned before, uh, all these uh, sacraments are Scripture-based, and uh, it's completely followed and instituted by the apostles. Apostles and Jesus. Yep. So Jesus sent them out um, as part of our sacraments. Absolutely. 
So that, uh, my friends, is the uh, sacraments and um, obviously the importance of why we go through them, why we institute uh, the, um, the sacraments, and why we do it. So uh, feel comfortable in discussing this with your uh, Protestant brothers and sisters. Uh, help them to see, obviously, the beauty uh, in what God has offered. Uh, and bring them into the grace of the Catholic Church and be in harmony in the Eucharist with the Catholic Church. Right. This will help you as an evangelist. Um, this is the type of information we will share with our seventh graders as they prepare for confirmation so that um, they're aware of their faith and some of these basics. Yep. And they can feel, again, comfortable uh, evangelizing and understanding where all these sacraments are derived. Um, this kind of concludes our podcast for today. Um, um, for the, um, our, you know, where where in the Bible are the sacraments? Are they biblical? Um, I hope, and actually Sal and I hope, um, you have found this inspirational, informational. I know every time we do a podcast and we do the research, I always learn something new. I'm like, oh, absolutely, I didn't know that. You know, and, and teaching our children, the seventh graders, um, I consider it a win-win because um, not only am are we teaching them? They're teaching us, and it helps Builds us renew our faith. Yep. Yep. So we hope that these podcasts help you renew your faith. Um, if you already knew the information, um, that's great. If not, um, we hope you enjoyed it. I hope all our followers um, find this uh, very informational. Yep, and, and um, make it uh, part of your, your faith and build upon that faith um, each and every day. So God bless, and have a great day.